2: It is Beach and Company, and I'm Sandy Beach, and here's what we're talking about today. I've already given you the first two, and I'll give you the third in a moment. The first question is, are you wearing a mask? Okay, did you make it yourself? Did somebody sew it for you? Uh, Did you get into any confrontations with people who aren't wearing a mask? Uh, Did anybody get after you regarding your mask? Anything to do with mask? M A -S S K. Uh, That's how you answer the first question. The second one, it really ticked me off to see Major League Baseball players taking a knee. Uh, I saw a couple of video clips and it bothered me more than football because football has a lot of individuals who want to get on camera acting like goofballs. Uh, But baseball, to me, represents America more than football, even though football is a bigger sport. And I, I really didn't like it. And I'm thinking, I bet they don't take a knee on payday, do they? Uh, so if you'd like to comment on that, that's fine. And the third question, and I'll tell you uh, uh, why I came up with this. Are you afraid? And I don't want to put afraid in the same category as somebody who is cowardly. Afraid, just cautious. Maybe it's not even, <coughs> pardon me. Maybe it's a good thing I'm wearing a mask. Maybe it's not even uh, a concern for themselves, but concern for their family or their house or their car or who knows what. Uh, You have concern that some jerk, if you show that uh, you're a President Trump fan, is going to do something stupid just because they're not, okay? And the reason I I put this in there, are you afraid of showing public support for President Trump? And that's where I think the big landslide is going to come. I think there's going to be a, a huge landslide on election night f- exactly for this question, question three. And here's the reason I asked about question three. Uh, we've been going down the southern tier for some a little R&R with friends of ours. And in the southern tier, there's a load of Trump signs. They're like everywhere. Okay, up here where we live, uh, hardly any. There's hardly any Trump signs at all. You gotta come and look at my neighborhood.
3: It's yeah, all Trump signs and yeah. flags.
2: Well, good. You have a lot of brave souls. That's great to hear. But around here, where I live, there's none. Now, and we don't live that far apart. Tony lives in um, Niagara Falls, and I, I live in Pendleton. So we're not that far apart. But I don't see any Trump signs. I don't see any political signs. Period. Uh, do you get other political signs too, Tony?
3: Our area, I think, is very political in uh, LaSalle, the LaSalle portion of Niagara Falls where I am. A lot of Trump supporters. I've told you before, one of my favorite houses, which is within walking distance of my house, he has, uh, let's see, two Trump flags, the American flag, then he has a Trump banner, their front garden has many Trump flags, okay. uh, people walk around with uh, mega hats, uh, all kinds of Trump bumper stickers. I've seen one house that had a uh, lawn sign for Biden, and I saw another house, unfortunately, I don't think these people quite know, but um, Bernie's not in the race anymore, so they got Bernie 2020 <laughs> on there. And you know, I was debating whether to go knock on the door and you know let them know that hey, you know, we covered it. Uh, he, he dropped out.
2: That's like telling them after the horses cross the finish line, who's going to win? All right, so those are the three questions. Are you wearing a mask? Uh, Major League Baseball players taking a knee—does that bother you, or you just gotten used to it? It's one of those ho hum things. Oh, hum. okay, you're against it, you hate it, okay, you don't like it here, um, why are you still here? If you hate it that much and you don't like it here, why are you still here? There's got to be a reason.
3: Well, they're going to transform America, Sandy.
2: You know, of course, they're going to make it better. And afraid of showing public support for President Trump, are you, are you, are you? Uh, those are the three uh, questions. I'll tell you what, Let's let's go in about a minute early so that when we come out, I can do uh, several uh, phone calls at once rather than have to chop them up. Uh, Those uh, three questions which I just gave you, are you wearing a mask? Uh, Have you had any reaction to it? Who made it? Did you make it? Did you make masks for other people? Have you confronted anybody? Has anybody confronted you? Major League Baseball, I consider that apple pie and Chevrolet, all American, flag, flag, flag. And when they take a knee, it bothers me more than the National Football League. I don't know why. They probably have more people in MLB than they do in, for coming from foreign countries than they do in in um, football. Would you say that's true, guys?
3: I think if you look at uh, baseball, you'll see players from the Dominican Republic, Dominican Republic Puerto sure. Rico, Mexico, yeah. uh, Japan, Korea. I think you'll maybe
2: see more of them in that sport than you do in football. Would you say?
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay.
2: So uh, when they take a knee, because I consider that the all-American sport, it bothered me, still does. Uh, and uh, are you afraid of showing public support for President Trump? You don't even have to give your real name if you don't want to. On News Radio 930 W B E N. Let's start with um, line one. That's best place. Uh, Ralph in Hamburg. Ralph, you're on W B E N.
0: Hi Sandy, how are you?
2: I'm fine, Ralph. What's on your mind today regarding these three questions?
0: Well, I wear a mask ninety nine percent of the time. Uh, I've never been confronted by anybody uh, as far as the baseball. I'm. I i do not care what the players do anymore because it's all ridiculous. Uh, the whole the whole thing is ridiculous.
2: I think the players have worn out the joke. Okay, we know how you feel. Blah blah blah. Now right. play ball. Yeah.
0: The main reason. The main reason I called Sandy is to say that. I've listened to you since you've been on the radio. I'm sorry that you're leaving. Uh, I I hope you enjoy your retirement. I would like to invite you and your fiancé to my restaurant for dinner on me as an appreciation for all all you've done for us all these years. And uh, I will give the name of the restaurant if you like. If not, I can do it off the air.
2: Yeah, I prefer you do it off the air because I don't want people hounding you. That's very generous of you, by the way. And, uh, yeah, I give it to a Buzzy, and uh, thank you. That's very generous of you. I appreciate it.
0: I will. I'll give it to him, and then I hope to see you there.
2: Okay. Thank you very much. We'd have a nice conversation. Well wow, that's nice. Hey, Tony, if I can uh, get a nice meal from each of my listeners, how about that? Oh, you'd
3: be all set.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: They'd be know, all I, set.
2: I was. I was thinking... Okay, uh, because I remember Irv Weinstein's wife saying that when Irv first retur- uh, retired, that he drove her nuts because he didn't have a hobby. Later on, things settled on. he got a hobby, and, and things settled down, and it was wonderful. But I don't have a hobby either. Uh, I like to read, okay, and that you can do a, a lot of. Uh, I like to uh, uh, shoot, and, go, and go, I can go to the range or to a friend's house or something that, that uh, I can shoot safely. Uh, So I can do that, but I I finally decided on one of the things I'm going to do. I'm going to get off my ass, and I'm going to write 30 minutes of comedy and go to a stand-up comedy store. Uh, Because I can do it. Uh, The best material I ever did in my life was for Freddie Smurlus' roast. I did 20 minutes of material, and uh, it took me a month to write it. But 20 minutes of material and it killed. Now, Tony, you've seen that. <laughs> <laughs> it's very funny. It's not, I didn't know, they never told me that when I was doing it, they were going to uh, record it and put it on cable. And it was on, like, at that time, there were like four cable systems and it was on all four of them. <laughs> uh, so, so there's enough people who have seen it. But uh, would you say that was good material?
3: I think that was probably the best material, probably better than any stand-up comedian out there. One, because we know Fred Smerless and we understand the shtick that you were doing, but it was hysterical. And I think maybe we might be able to play five seconds of it on this station without losing it. our license.
2: <laughs> That's about it. So I'm going to get off my ass and I'm going to write 30 minutes of comedy. 30 minutes. And then I'm going to go to the club owners and say, here's what I'd like to do. Give them a little hint. See if they'll uh, allow me to get on the stage without people throwing vegetables at me.
3: Talk to Rob Liederman.
2: You'd be great to talk to. Liederman would be the first guy I'd talk to about that. Get up on stage and do it. I can do it. I know I can do it. It just takes the discipline of sitting down and writing it. And that's what I'll do. I will do that. Bernie will be happy uh, because she has a list of chores for me to do. The honey-do
3: list, yes!
2: You know, wash the barn animals. And I told her, Bernie, we don't even have barn animals. She said, well, wash something. Uh, (laughs) Wash your truck. Yeah, well, go wash the truck. Wash the driveway. You know, do the TV screen. Uh, She really wants to keep me busy. I know she does. Because you know why? She's afraid I'll drive her nuts. Because she likes my humor, uh, as you guys do. And um, I do a lot of it at home. And uh, some of the stuff at home would be convertible to stand-up. I can tell you that right now.
3: I have a hobby for you.
2: What's the hobby?
3: would be uh, getting involved in a classic car like a 57 T Bird or something like that. Yeah, uh,
2: I could do that. I would go to somebody that knows a lot more about them than I do uh, and then uh, find one that's suitable and uh, do that. That might be fun, a classic car.
3: I'll help you find it.
2: Yeah, well, thank you. I I
3: certainly know my uh, way around them.
2: You and Lauren. Lauren was uh, here yesterday. Yeah, uh, Tony, uh, she says you'll have to pay for the car, though.
3: (laughs) We're in trouble. (laughs) It'll have to be a Matchbox (laughs) car, then.
2: A Matchbox car. We're going to redo a Matchbox car. Okay, let's go. uh, So that was very nice. Thank you, uh, Ralph and Hamburg, who said that he wants to treat us to a, um, a dinner at his restaurant. It's very very nice, and uh, thank you, Ralph. Uh, let's see. Next is Bill and Eden. That's line two. Bill, you're on W B E N.
0: Hey, Sandy. Speaking of cars and comedy, something Lauren said in her answer to me yesterday reminded me of a joke that I heard. How do you? Clear it? Yeah. yeah. How do you clear uh, Buffalo Bar on the West Side in the 1970s? Mm-hmm.
2: How do you clear it? It's got to have something about some skag woman being there, but no uh, what? You walk in and you
0: announce. Tony, your Camaro's on fire.
2: Because <laughs> they're all classic car people. Is that the point?
0: That was uh, back in the '70s. Everyone had a Camaro, I guess.
2: Well, that's true. Camaros are very, very popular, and uh, I think people like to fix them up too.
0: Now, regarding right. the mask, yeah. um, we can be funny too, even talking about masks and things. Uh, sure. I respectfully wear the mask, you know, when I go into church or when I go into the grocery store, or places like that. But typically, outside in the open air, I don't. I try to take the approach of, and we guys that go to the doctor can appreciate this, it's almost like this. Basically, you keep a distance from someone, you know, the social distance, six feet, and this is the, the key phrase. you turn When you're talking to your friend there, you turn your head, but you don't cough. <laughs> that's what you have to do.
2: Oh, that's good. Uh, yesterday, uh, I, uh, I had the, the exam by my doctor. This was the pain doctor. And the pain doctor almost always ends with a, a, a sample. And uh, uh, there again, I didn't know how to give the sample and keep uh, social distancing. Uh, because <laughs> you obviously fill in the joke. Thank you very much.
0: You know, It was actually six months yesterday, Sandy, I saw this on Channel 2, that the first case of this novel coronavirus happened in the United States. So six months to the day yesterday.
2: Wow, and it's been uh, almost that long that we've done this subject every single day. I remember uh, Tony telling you last time at election time when we went through the election cycle. I remember saying to you, we may have said it on the air too, man. I hope I don't want to see another election. I just don't want to be a part of another election outside of voting Uh, because we were so burned out with that um, uh, and with Hillary Clinton. Oh, and and uh, our present president uh, mr trump uh, but now we're going through it again, except that I'm leaping off the train. David Bellaville will be leaping on the train for the final of few months of the election. Hey, thank you. Uh, thank you uh, for the call. Appreciate it.
3: Yeah, I remember that discussion that we had, and uh, it was both on the air and off the air. Was, we both felt that, you know, and Joe, too, we were burnt out. We, out. we were sick of it. And I think something. this time around, it's probably worse because you're throwing in the violence and the virus to go along with it
2: yeah we didn't have the we didn't have the vnv uh last time and so it was just the political campaign now the political campaign i guess is going on it's one of those things like if a tree falls in the forest and nobody hears it did it really make a noise i think it's the same thing are we having a political campaign going on now because all we're getting is reports Uh, Biden isn't taking any questions uh, from the press.
3: No, he's just hiding in the basement.
2: And keep in mind, the press loves anybody but Trump. So here he's got the natural advantage of having the press in the palm of his hand, but he won't answer their questions. So that makes it, I think, even worse for Biden than the average person because he knows he's not going to be facing a hostile press. Can you imagine if he's afraid to go in front of the press that would cover him? Can you imagine him going in front of the press that covers Trump? They'd eat him alive. And I think he knows that. And uh, for a guy that's been in uh, in the Senate for most of his uh, most of his life and been in public uh, uh, feature uh, a public figure all of his life, he seems very reluctant to answer any questions. He can read something off of the paper. That's it. And that's as much as he's going to do. It's pretty scary, don't you think?
3: Well, with his performance and his, you know, basically hiding in the basement, then you look at what's going on. You see, what's happening? Well, we see the media propping up who? Governor Cuomo pushing it. Oh, New York State did it right. New York State, New York State, New York State. And who are they going after? They're going after the red states. Oh, they did it bad. They did it bad. So you you, you know, you want to put two and two together, and you start thinking: Are they? Are the Democrats trying to, you know, pump up Cuomo in case they need to push Biden off, uh, off the ticket?
2: Well, and two, we're hearing things like uh, California, is, as of last night. I heard this last night. Uh, claims that the death rate, the actual death rate, is six times higher in New York State than it is in California. Because now uh, each of the states is trying to throw some horse manure on the other states, saying how well they're doing it, but nobody else is doing it that well. They're all trying to get political uh, uh, capital out of this thing. So they're trying to make a political capital out of that and um, uh, also out of the presidential race. Every, everything is politicized, talking to the guys about this before the show started. Everything is the virus is politicized. Certainly, the violence is politicized. George certainly. Floyd, everything. George uh, George Floyd uh, Floyd is definitely uh, politicized, and uh, so it's pretty pretty ridiculous that our lives have gotten down to emulating what we hate the most: politicians.
3: Look what's at stake, though, Sandy. You're talking about uh, judges on the Supreme Court. You're talking about which direction this country is going to go in. This is a huge election.
2: Oh, absolutely, no question. And believe me, they, they've got people with spy glasses looking at Ruth Bader Ginsburg's desk to uh, see how she's doing. We'll take a break on News Radio nine thirty. This is WBEN. G-E-N. back with beaching. I think we're back. I had my headset off. Are we back, Tony? Are we officially back?
3: I think we are.
2: Good. All I heard were bongos.
3: It's Cheryl now, Crow. I
2: I ste- okay, thank you. But I stepped away, and all I could hear because my headset was off, all I could hear was I assumed I was back. Usually, I'm right here at the microphone. Okay, we're asking three questions. Are you wearing a mask? Okay, you're going... Huh, what kind of a question is that? Well, it's a good question because most people now are some under duress. They don't, they don't want to, but they're doing it. And that, that would be me. I don't particularly want to wear a mask, but I will. And I have. I haven't been out that much. But when I have been out, the mask has been on. I'm not uh, trying to take any stand against the mask. Uh, The mask is a little confining to me, and I have a heavyweight mask, uh, and I have a lightweight mask, and Bernadette made both of them. She also made masks for our friends and and some family members. She's very talented at the sewing machine. Uh, So are you wearing a mask? Have you been confronted? Have you confronted anybody else? Let me just give you a suggestion. It's not a good idea to confront somebody else, because we've had at least two that I know of people get shot. Uh, for some reason uh, people take that very personally are you why aren't you wearing the mask you should be wearing the mask you're not wearing the mask the right way people get ticked off at that so uh, don't don't do it it's not worth your life you're trying to save your life by wearing the mask don't give it away by challenging somebody would either of you guys challenge anybody that wasn't wearing the mask
3: no no I wouldn't
2: uh, how about the Seinfeld episode where, the where Kramer Kramer wouldn't wear the mask?
3: I saw actually saw that clip not too long ago, just to admit about, to you guys.
2: Well, thank you. We're converting, Buzzy. It took all it took twenty three years for me to convert Tony. I do I wouldn't say convert. I don't think he's converted. I think he just watched the clip. Yes.
4: <laughs> but you know, he, here's here would be my thing if I saw someone walk into a store without a mask. Uh, I, the only look they'll get from me is, really, I put the thing on. You can't put the mask on? That sure. would That would be about it.
2: Just a look, a glance. And, and by the a way, I,
4: I wear a mask everywhere I go. I wear one to go to the bathroom here. Um, I have a mask that I can work you out see, in. If
2: you wear one to go to the bathroom, you put the mask over your eyes. Yeah. It's not up high enough. <laughs>
4: I have a mask to work out in, and I'm ready to wear it when the gym opens. Uh, So you know, because
2: every time I go to the bathroom, I wonder what do these all night guys eat. But that's another story. Go ahead. That's a whole other story.
4: (laughs) I think that when I walk into the control room in the morning. But I, uh, I have one to work out, you know, I wear a mask when anytime I'm not in my car or in my house or outside, I'll wear a mask. So it, it's not that difficult to strap the mask on, get what you have to get done and get and get out. That's Uh, true.
2: Well, I wear a mask when I watch somebody work out, because when I'm watching them, I get very excited, so I want to make sure the mask is covering.
4: But, you know, I have let uh, local officials know that these masks exist, and the state of New York loves to purchase things for everybody, right? They like to hand things out. So I thought, why don't they open gyms and provide everyone with a workout mask? They don't have to buy me one. I already have mine.
2: It's a good idea. Uh, Good idea.
4: You know, all these gyms, they're still closed. They're not making any money because no one's paying a membership fee yeah that uh, doesn't
2: make much sense to me either,
4: uh, but go ahead yeah don't get me started i, I know i'm upsetting some people because i think i've brought it up every friday since march uh but I, I i don't understand how out of all these things gyms are the one thing that are still closed
2: all right let's go to line three and that would be bob bob you're on wben Sandy,
0: how you doing today
2: I'm doing okay. Thanks for holding on, Bob. What do you got for us in these three questions? As far
0: as the mask go, oh, I wear a mask, and I wholeheartedly support Donald Trump. But like, I'd like to touch on what do the American Legion Post, uh, the VFWs, all your like veteran clubs do about um, the people kneeling? Do they show these games? Do they protest these games by not showing them? I mean, it's a veterans organization. How do we deal with that?
2: That's a good question, and it's, uh, it's not been asked on this show, I can tell you. And it should be. And uh, although this show doesn't have much time, David Bellavia, certainly, when he takes over on the third, uh, is a, a renowned member of the military, and I'm sure he'll be digging into that, and we'll leave a note behind. Hey, good luck, David. You could use- might want to check this out.
0: Yeah, I'm, sure, I'm sure you have a lot of listeners that are in that position
2: yeah i yeah i'm sure of it too because we get a good veterans response whenever we do anything that involves i'm glad you brought it up thank you
0: yeah but see but on one hand before you go it's a it's a big source of revenue that they got to recoup from being shut down and so it's gonna be a hard spot hard enough to crack
2: yeah it is we're we're in a tough spot right now too i'll tell you that hey thanks bob thanks uh, thanks for calling Let's uh, go to a break right now on News Radio 930. This is WBEN. Tony, you had a funny thing. Tony and I, and Buzzy, sometimes that we discuss things during the break. And you had something that's posted, which I found uh, uh, funny.
3: Yeah, thanks to Coach Rick for this one. It's a bunch of guys dressed up in hazmat suits. And it says, for $1,200, we'll come to your house dressed as COVID-19 rescue team and take you from your wife for a 14-day fishing trip and then return you.
2: (laughs) That's good. That's foolproof. And if you don't like fishing? You can do a baseball tour or anything uh, that's open, anything sure. that's, that's working. So that's that's a good idea. All right. Uh, before I go back to the calls, how about a couple of uh, Facebooks? Because we got a lot of them. I haven't used any. Oh, Sandy, you almost got me eating again. Uh- <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I should I should give you a heads up as to when I'm going to need your services. No,
4: I should just be prepared. That's uh that's okay. some lack of professionalism on my uh, end.
2: The show you like to eat from. Yeah. I mean that's that's good.
4: <laughs> so are you wearing a mask uh, the hot question on Facebook right now. And Don says I will wear a mask if I'm in an enclosed area with other people, and it's not possible to socially distance. But I've seen people outside, walking alone, wearing a mask. I don't really understand it, why anyone would do that. It seems totally foolish to be outside, away from people, no one nearby, and wear a mask. I actually believe wearing a mask all the time, when not necessary, could have the opposite effect and be very detrimental to your immune system.
2: I'm thinking that's probably true. I never thought of it that way before, but it is probably true. Another, please. Yes, and we will go with Harvey. Harvey says, I going work... going with Harvey? It's about time somebody went with Harvey. Well, you go know,
4: on. Harv is a top fan. We got to get him on the show. Was it Harv
2: Moore? Uh, no. <laughs> wasn't <laughs> Harv Moore. So he didn't call from the land of far?
4: No, not yet. Not yet. Okay. But Harv says, I work in an antique shop, and I wear one all day. Funny thing is... It doesn't bother me one bit.
2: Yeah, I guess if you're used to it, to me it's it's cumbersome. It's not a huge mask, it covers what it's supposed to cover, but I've never worn a mask before, so I do I kind of feel a little closed in by it, but I leave it on and I you get through it. Okay, another.
4: Yes, Andy, we'll go with Mark this time. Mark says, "I wear one when we requ- when required by business I'm entering." The latest photo of Governor Cuomo where he doesn't have a mask on, and he's right next to the mayor of Savannah. Funny how these are the rules for you don't pay attention to what I'm doing.
2: All right, I hear you. Let's go to line four, and that would be Mary in Lancaster. Mary, you're on WBEN.
5: Oh, good morning, Sandy.
2: Hello, Mary. Uh,
5: Sandy, um, number one, I have three Trump masks, Trump 2020 masks.
2: Oh, good for you.
5: The flag, you know, the American flag, that's the one I wear to church. And, you know, like, I don't want to be controversial. And as far as these stupid baseball players, uh, I don't even want to waste my time on them. What I want to get to is the part about the intimidation. Are you afraid?
2: Yeah. Are you afraid? Because when we go down to the Southern Tier, which we've been doing the last uh, three weekends, I don't know if we're going this weekend or not, but uh, what happens is you see all kinds of Trump signs down there. But up here where I live, at least, in, in the Pendleton area, I, I don't see many at all.
5: Well, well, I was, this is the, the thing. I, I think what, what it is is when I, I wear my, you know, I wear my Trump mask and I have Trump signs in my car, and the, people have got to get over this intimidation. Remember that song, Carly Simon, Anticipation?
2: Anticipation, right, the catch-up song, right.
5: Every time I hear these, see these people, I always think of, I could put that intimidation, you know, somebody- good,
2: instead of anticipation. Very good.
5: Change the lyrics. But anyway, the, the fact is, when people say that, when first thing when somebody asks me, they say, aren't you afraid of wearing that? And I say, no, and nobody should be. That's
2: the- but one thing you should be cautious about, I'm not saying you shouldn't do it, I'm just saying you should be cautious about it, is putting anything on your car. Because we have on my, on my board right here, we probably have three uh, uh, entries that say that they had something on their car and the car got keyed. Uh, these people—that uh, really ticks me off because of my love of cars. Right. Uh, but that really ticks me off too because uh, getting the the key stuff cleaned up is expensive.
5: Well, the thing is, when uh, this has been happening since, uh, you know, when I had the the George Bush things in my car, I had flags and everything, and my car at work, but that was only at work. I got the car keyed one time, but so far I've had—I have all these flags in the back window, and I have all these Trump things in my windows. And nobody, God willing, has maybe God's protecting me because I go to church.
2: Well, people in the traffic are looking at your car, going, "That must be Mary from Lancaster." <laughs>
5: yeah, but uh, but my whole point is uh, intimidation. People have got to stop being intimidated. This is this is what what's the problem? I mean, everybody keeps saying, "Don't you know? Don't do this. Don't don't you know? They're they're afraid of being you know if somebody something's going to happen." Well, what? What right do they have intimidating you? That's the point I keep saying. People have got to start speaking up and speaking out and push back. Like, like you know, I keep saying about President Trump. He's the one that says, just do it. What the hell have you got to lose? Uh, that's why- Well, yeah.
2: and Well, look, if you're right near, for uh, thinking about the car, if you're right near the car, they're probably not going to try it. If you can see the car from where you are, as long as you can... Uh, open a window, or 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 something, uh, or maybe set off the alarm with your key fob right. to drive them away. But if the car is solitary, alone in the parking lot, and you're not anywhere near it. Some punk is going to key it, and. Uh, you're not going to be happy uh, with that, and it's going to take time and money to to get it cleaned up
5: well this is one one thing i I'm, I'm glad I got on because when people ask me they say aren't you afraid you know, I, I like like I have my now I have the my Lancaster Redskin shirt that I wear, and people say boy you shouldn't be wearing that and I say, "Why not and this is what people have got to do when some, not confrontationally, but when somebody at, you know mentions that to you, they say aren't they ask you?" aren't you afraid of all those having those signs, and aren't you afraid? I say no, and people should not be. This is the point. People have got to start pushing back and just say, put the damn signs in your car and, and speak out and, and just put those signs on your lawn. It, that, that's the only way people are going to win.
2: Mary, you are fearless. You are a fearless warrior. Fight in it, uh, in it. And I, I give you credit for that. You got more guts than I have. Uh, maybe because I'm so picky about my cars, I never put anything on my car. Tony, do you put anything on your car?
3: No, 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 no. I don't want to depreciate the value even more.
2: Oh, yeah. And, well, the, the sticker is probably worth more than the car. So. Actually,
3: the sticker will probably hold it together.
2: Uh, Mr. Buzzy Beamer, do you have anything in your car? Yes. Oh, yeah, VT.
4: I have two Virginia Tech stickers, a Hokie Club decal in the back, and an old Bills decal from the 70s on the back of my car.
2: Man, you got it covered. Well, thank you, Mary. Uh, Thank you for showing uh, some guts. You are an extremely brave woman, and we appreciate your call. Thank you. Thank you very much. See, Mary does it. It, You know, me, I'm I'm the least uh, fearful guy you've probably ever met. But I can't always be near my car when it's parked somewhere, and um, uh, so that would bother me a lot if somebody keyed my car. So I don't want that. Luckily, I'm driving this. Uh, let's see, Tony Quick, give me a name. Ford of a car Explorer. I, luck, no, a car. A car. Uh, I wouldn't be driving.
3: Okay. Oh, that would be a, a front Any French. An, an Aztec. An
0: Aztec.
2: <laughs> yeah. When I'm working, I hope nobody keys my Aztec. Actually, somebody now is driving an Aztec. Going, what the hell are you talking about? No, I'm not driving an Aztec. I'm really not. I need something that's out of date. Peugeot. Uh, now I'm, my Peugeot. My Peugeot. I'd key it myself. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, I put a little sign on it: "Key me right here." You know, let all those punks key their brains out uh, on a Peugeot.
4: It's actually your light blue uh, smart car.
2: Yeah, that, uh, <laughs> that would be good, too, my little smart car.
3: Your Renault.
2: Yeah, my or they say in New England, my smart car. <laughs> my smart car. It's wicked smart. S- are you buying a smart car? <laughs> it, my sister Beverly used to talk like that. You know what's funny is my sister Beverly and my sister Sandra we were all raised in the same house by the same parents with the same neighbors. Everything else I had a New England accent until I went to radio school, and occasionally still slips out. Uh, Beverly has a terrible, uh, had a bit terrible New England accent, and Sandra didn't have one at all. So it's hard to figure that out. Okay, let's take a break and return on News Radio 930. This is WBEN. <laughs>